who will survive? Means nothing. Nothing means nothing. What do you mean by that? I'm talking about all the way to the top. Yeah. Unjustifiably in a position that I'd rather not be in. But the cream rise to the top. give you a show like you have never ever seen before why because i can hello everyone and welcome to the positively pro wrestling podcast i'm your host steve fountis and back with me is eric sanchez and we are sure eric's recording this week on his end. Yep, I, I'm, I'm watching the recording. I'm like, we're on, we're in it. We're live, pal. <clears throat> we're live, pal. Fuck it. <laughs> Doing it live. This week, based off of a informal Twitter poll I did a few weeks ago, where I took a screenshot of a VHS display I have of the, all of the WWF pay-per-views from 98, saying, which one was your favorite? And it was pretty split between this pay-per-view we're going to do and Survivor Series 98. However... Since it's summer, it's hot here. It's getting hot this weekend. Summer's coming up. We figured we would talk about what also got a ton of votes. SummerSlam 1998, the highway to hell. Lots to talk about, and I can't wait to get into it because this is... I'm uh, about to go into a freshman year of high school. That's that's where I'm at. I think you're probably going to be a senior or you just graduated. No, <clears throat> no I graduated in 96. Okay, so, so you just, two, you're, two years out. Okay. I, took, I took a year off of community college i'm just running the streets baby all right we got i can't wait to get in i'm crotch i'm crotch chopping i can't wait to dive into all that <laughs> along with everything else we do here at the ppw podcast if this is your first time listening maybe you saw one of the pictures that the podcast show tweets out or something really appreciate that you can find all of our past shows for free on all of your favorite podcast apps just search positively pro wrestling podcast and spotify apple podcast iHeartRadio, radio stitcher uh, soundcloud wherever you get your favorite podcasts from will be there for you if you are an Apple user, go ahead and leave a review, and that'd help us a lot because more people can find the show, and it shows up more with whatever, whatever algorithm that they use. And I mentioned Twitter already. You can follow us there at PPW Podcast, and you can follow us on Instagram at PPW underscore podcast for stuff I post there that I don't post on Twitter, mostly random wrestling pictures. I'll sometimes open up my phone, just hit scroll, and then randomly stop, and nine times out of ten, it'll be some type of wrestling photo I can share. So Instagram, mm-hmm. PPW underscore podcast. <clears throat> this week we're going to be talking about SummerSlam 98 and all the stuff around it. But before we get into that, it's been a few weeks since Eric's been in the show. Last week we had Mrs. PPW, my wife, Lauren, on to talk about wrestling matches that she liked. That I shouldn't say she She ended up liking them, but I picked them mm-hmm. to get her if, as an outsider view on them. And she was listening to it back, and she said, I sound great. I'm like, oh, you listen to the shows that you're on. <laughs> but, you know, I listen to the right. She says she sounds great. Every, yeah, I should give her Pat Barry Horowitz at herself there. She probably does. The, See, we listen, and we're like, oh, we sound like garbage. No, no, no. <laughs> no, I when I listen back to myself, like, oh, why do I sound like that? I mean, you sound how you sound. That's <laughs> my voice. I know, but I'm, we're, I'm talking about, like, the first five or six episodes, or maybe even the first 20 episodes we did. I mean, they're pretty bad, but it's okay. Everyone's bad when you first yeah. start a podcast. But like I was saying, I was teasing her because 
she listens to all these murder mysteries and true crime podcasts. Doesn't have time for the mm-hmm. PPW podcast or my other podcast. If you're a baseball yeah. fanatic, you could follow that. The Outfield Concourse podcast, a show out every Sunday night. You can follow us at Concourse Pod for all of your baseball stuff. But this is wrestling. This is the highway to hell. And this is every three weeks. <laughs> well, you're on every three weeks. I, I put out oh, more yeah, shows yeah, than right, that. Right. <clears throat> I don't know what I don't even know what show number we're on officially now. I'll have to look up after we're done. Uh one fourteen, I think. Officially, yeah, but it, really it's more I like one fifty or something like that. One thirty nine. Is that what you, I, I, you yeah, I was looking at the total episodes, I think it says one thirty nine. Okay, cool. That makes Maybe sense. This is one forty. All right. <gasps> one forty. Okay. Cool. So we drink some forties? Mm-hmm. Okay. Anything exciting in your world? Anything you've got your eye on and you tried to pick up or wrestling wise or anything going on um i did pick up that uh decade of domination the big show with the trophy <clears throat> no with the summer i think summer no the chair. wrestlemania chair wrestlemania 24 chair versus when he fought yeah wrestlemania 24 Mayweather. i didn't get the chair so i messaged the guy I, I put a tweet out you know collectors helping collectors seeing if anybody can help me find some stuff that i was looking for and he was one of them and i got tagged in one of the, uh, this guy's sales posts and, uh, you know, I, I reached out to him. His name's William. So I don't know if you want me to give you his Twitter handle. But anyways, he we made a deal and he shipped it out and took a little bit because he said he had problems with the UPS. And they lost the stuff. So he drops the stuff off at Staples, UPS mm-hmm. drop off stuff. And it probably takes two or three more days, which is totally fine. I got it. I opened it up. I'm like, hey, where's the chair? He's like, oh, I forgot. I thought I put it in there. <laughs> you forgot. Is he going to send it? <laughs> yeah, he's going to send okay. it. Okay. Send it, buddy. So I was also looking for the Mickey James. I think it's Elite Fifty Eight or Fifty Six series, yeah. where she made her return against Asuka. You know, I kind of want a Mickey James since she's gone now, because I was hoping there'd be like a, a better looking one. But you know, I'm fine with it. She's got the flared ankle pants, mm-hmm. and I don't know, looks good. I was trying to look for one recently too, because I figure whenever I mean signings are already back, these cons are kind of already back now. But as yeah. they become closer, and <clears throat> maybe fingers crossed, if we get a Starcast here in September that she would come to that that'd be a cool figure to get signed if she was a yeah part that of would that. be cool so it's stuff to think about and stuff to keep an eye on for all that so keep your yeah. eye out if you find a good deal grab it because you never know when you might get a chance to meet said wrestler the other thing i had was jeff from fully Posable and i were i text him every once in a while and he texts me like you looking for this you're looking for that the the fig life community and mm-hmm. i know he was looking for a vader and the target i went to they must have just put them out because there was three Vaders and one of the boxes was destroyed. So I grabbed the one yeah. and I texted him like, hey, do you want? Do you need this Vader? It's a really good shape box. He goes, yeah. And I said, let me go back and see if it's, the other ones are still there. And they were both gone. So someone grabbed them in the time I was shopping. But yeah. it was after shipping and whatever, it was going to cost what it cost. And he said, how much do I owe you? I'm like, I don't know. Let me check. And I looked. I'm like, you know what? Just go on Amazon and buy me this Macho Man Ultimate. And then we'll call it even. <laughs> and then we did. Oh, okay. That. So he showed up today and. <laughs> It's it's pretty great. Uh, I was kind of poo-pooing it when it first came out, but it's pretty great. Yeah. I might have to buy another one to open and one to keep in the box. Like it's yeah. I just watched the Macho Man biography. Most of it was great. Most of and it. And there was that part where they had the the Macho Man Ultimate. I'm like, I gotta get it. Do you mean the uh, <laughs> defining moments? No, it's the ultimate one where where he's in the I think the green. Yeah, that is. Yeah, Macho. it is. It's it's on Amazon yeah. right now for thirty bucks free shipping. So if you want to grab it. That's probably your best bet before secondary market prices start taking. Because I've never yeah. seen it in store. I've never seen an ultimately that one. I've seen Hogan, The Fiend, but I haven't seen The Macho Man. So if I were you, I'd jump on it and grab him. Yeah. So I just wanted to mention that the big show that I got, he comes with, you know, a uh, different set of hands. So he's got the fists 
and he has one hand, his uh, right hand is like a hand that looks like it'll hold a microphone. So I'm like, I want him to, I want him to, you know, kind of do the motion of the choke slam. So I just put his hand in hot water, spread out the hand, and ran under cold water. Okay. So it kind of molded that way. So now he's looking like he's doing the choke slam. I like it. That's pretty cool. You can get some fig photography, do it outside in the yard, you know, put some pyro <laughs> going off behind him or something. You yeah, some, little sparklers. Yeah, you got stuff to do. I'll, I'll get little Ray Mysterio. Booyaka. <laughs> you gotta get a Floyd Mayweather. Yeah, let's see if I can find one for less than ten bucks. <laughs> you could just use the Virgil uh, Hasbro. He's pretty short. Like in, in scale, yeah, it would work. It. I don't have it. <laughs> oh man, well he's probably like sixty bucks now, loose, broken. Oh, okay. with paint I'll chip. just come over and get it. Just steal him from me. For no, I'm not steal it. I'll take a picture. Okay, of I'm just it. gonna borrow it. Okay, I mean, you've got the ring. You've got sparklers. I'm sure you got bubble machines. I'm sure. <laughs> <laughs> we're, we're going all out. You got kids. You got sparklers. I don't think we do. The other thing I bought, <laughs> uh, don't go on Amazon and drink. I bought a bunch of uh, WWE films movies because I love how like goofy and bad they are. I bought like the, all the Marines with like yeah. ones with the Miz, ones with Cena. I bought some Triple H movie called like Ready or Not. Uh, there was like a six pack of like all of like the condemned one and two, 12 rounds, three with Dean Ambrose, like all these movies. I'm like, yeah. Did you get the chaperone? Yes. I, I actually already own the chaperone. Oh, okay. you know what? The chaperone's not a bad movie. It's not. I'm the chaperone. Like it's not, it's not a bad movie. It's not. I like it. I like bad wrestling. I like bad movies, like bad movies with wrestlers in it. It brings me back to when I was a kid where mm-hmm. if I saw Hulk Hogan was in something, like Mr. Nanny, got to see it. Suburban Commando, got to see it. Undertaker's in this too, yeah. got to see it. And it, it just, I don't know about you, when I was a kid, if a wrestler was in something outside of regular wrestling, I had to do it. I had to go see it. Yeah. I mean, that, I mean we talked about it before, like the TV shows. Like, oh, you know, coming up, uh, Big Van Vader coming on. Uh, Boy Meets World. Yeah. Boy Meets World. I'm like, heck yeah. I'm in. I'm in. That- yeah, I was watching something, and it was Family Matters. And I forgot who showed up on that one, but the Damn, I wish I remembered. But anyways, there was a wrestler that showed up on Family Matters, um, Married with Children. I'm like, all that stuff. King Kong Bundy of... was on Married with Children, right? Yeah. Yeah. I'm looking it up right now. Freddie Matters, WWF. Let's see who showed up. Well, it's, it's called, the episode's called The Psycho Twins. The Bushwhackers showed up on Family oh, Matters. Oh, yeah, that's right. Because I remember uh, Carl and Urkel yeah. are like kind of doing, they're weird. Yeah. <laughs> like they're a tag team. I want to watch that. Is Family Matters streaming anywhere? Is it like, I, I want to watch Family Matters. Because I don't know. Pretty much up until they introduced Stefan. Remember Stefan? Like it was Urkel's yeah. alter ego, but it was actually like right. the actors. Like the, real deal. suave. Yeah. Other than that, it, it was a great show. It was like that. And uh, Boy Meets World and Fallout. Like TGIF was it was the place yeah. to be. Yeah, there's a station. I don't know if you have it on uh, Comcast. Uh, we have AT&T U-verse right now, and there's a channel called One, and they do reruns of a lot of old like Cosby Cosby Show, Family Matters. Looks uh, like it's on like Hulu Premium. It's on Hulu Premium if you want to watch it. You got Hulu? No, but apparently it's on TBS as well. Rerun. So this is not a yeah. Family Matters cast yet. So we're gonna leave it at that. <laughs> I gotta. Go. We'll get back to Family Matters. Well, I'm gonna subscribe to Hulu because I just canceled Netflix. So I'm, I'm done with it. I'm going to Hulu and trying to find something else. To Hulu's got a great documentary called The Orange Years, which Lauren and I watched last night about okay. the Nickelodeon stuff. So it's very good. Go check that out. On you Hulu. said you didn't have Hulu. Uh, my wife does now. Well, she's got her oh, sister's okay. past login or something. I don't know. Oh, That's okay. how because she watches that Handmaid's Tale again. Yeah, me too. All right, again we're. <laughs> Going off track here. The other red right. wrestling thing I bought was a the complete first and last season of the XWF, the failed Hulk Hogan Wrestling Federation he tried to make after WCW went out of business. Looking forward to watching that. 
because as you know, I okay. love bad wrestling. And yeah, I'm tr- I'm trying to think. What was that one with Jimmy Hart? And that was girls? XWF. Okay, I thought it was like Babelicious or something. I mean, maybe I haven't. I mean, I don't know. I'm not up to date <laughs> on my Jimmy Hart history. Yeah, well, that's what Google's for. Sure. All right, so we've got this week's show, SummerSlam 1998. I mentioned I was going into my freshman year of high school. Eighth grade was the year for wrestling popularity, 97, 98. Not for me personally. I mean, I was really obviously into it like crazy, but this yeah. is when more more of my friends were into wrestling, so I had more to talk with people. Before, it was just one other friend I had that watched wrestling. But 98, just like I'm sure a lot of people, everyone was watching. Everybody. And yeah. everybody loved The Rock, and everyone loved Stone Cold, and Monday Night Raw and Nitro. It was the place to be. This took place August 30th, 1998 at Madison Square Garden. The Highway to Hell was the theme. Did you watch the video I sent of the Highway to Hell pipe? I did. Yeah, and it totally makes sense now because when we started, the music's totally different mm-hmm. on Peacock. Yes. Well, <clears throat> we'll get to that in a second about some of the edits and things like that that Peacock had. Although, there's some bonus footage that Peacock had that there's lots of didn't have, <laughs> yeah. so it's interesting how that goes. Mm-hmm. Where were you? So, 98, you a big fan. You're just out of high school, a couple years out of high school. So you're not yeah, a- 98. I mean, that was peak WWF, WCW. I remember uh, my friend's brother-in-law, he was a huge um, Goldberg guy. Like, he just loved Goldberg. Like, they loved WCW. I was Did in, you get a I Goldberg kind of tattoo? In between. Ah, you might have. Oh, man, I was joking. <laughs> I hope not. But, you know, I was kind of, I was, I was into both of them. You know, the rise of uh, Mankind yeah. and Triple H and The Rock. Like, all of this stuff is just like... Because like Hogan, um, Earthquake, Savage, like all Roddy Piper, they were all leaving, and I was I felt like this is a whole new, uh, the new generation, I guess, going into the Attitude Era, just new stars. Mm-hmm. And WCW still had the old stars, but they were kind of tweaking them and you know changing them. So I'm like, this is kind of cool too. But you know, it, it was peak time for Did me. Did you watch this pay per view live? Do you remember? I didn't. Okay, I don't. I don't remember if I did. I think this was one that I got the tape the next day because school had already started uh, because around here, at least in my range, the Chicago area, school starts Mm -hmm. a couple weeks before Labor Day. So even though this was late, it was a Sunday, I still had school the next day, so I wasn't allowed to kind of go to my buddy's house to watch a pay-per-view or whatever who had the cheater box, but he did get me the tape. I believe that's what happened. I could be wrong, but I'm almost positive that's what happened. I, yeah, I mean, in my life at that time, it was just you know, I was I was working or I was going out with friends, so it was kind of hard to like, oh, I'm going to watch SummerSlam tonight. But you, you were know? watching Raw every week, right? For the most part. Um, yeah, for the most part. Mm-hmm. You know, there was really nothing going on on Mondays. There might have been. Uh, oh, I wasn't drinking age yet, so yeah, I was watching Raw. Yeah. <laughs> the the couple dark matches that were on Heat, uh, too much. Brian Christopher and Scotty Too Hotty beat beat LOD two thousand, which was Animal Hawk with draws. Gangrel beat Dustin Reynolds, and the DOA beat Bradshaw and Vader. Oh, man, I forgot Vader was still with the WWF in 1998. I thought he was gone, like, at Survivor Series, like, 97, but apparently no. He's still here. Still kicking. Vader time. Yeah, I don't remember Ellering being with the DOA. No. Me neither. That's, I mean, it's Saturday Night Heat, so Saturday Night Heat, I don't have any really memories for. I remember being excited when they announced it. I'm like, okay, cool, more wrestling. But it wasn't a thing. And I thought it was cool that it basically it turned the pay-per-view pre-show. You got to watch it on cable. Yeah, I watched Heat a lot. Yeah, I wasn't. Because I, w- I would work, I think, till No, maybe I didn't watch it because I was probably still doing retail. I'd get home at like 6.30. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was, Sunday. It was on. I probably watched half of yeah. it. 
So the show starts off with the the shot of MSG, and there's a little bit of a hype video before the show, and it was not Highway to Hell. It was just a standard thing. I, so I have the original pay-per-view broadcast of this that was recorded off of pay-per-view. I have that, so I was watching it to kind of compare the edits with this. Mm-hmm. The show starts off the same. MSG's on fire. Now, when they're doing the crowd pans and everything, Peacock has kind of a generic weird rock song, right? And it's you can tell yeah. the audio is different on Peacock, but on the actual live pay-per-view, it's still a weird generic guitar thing, but it's not the same as Peacock. So okay. I don't know if like Jim Johnston or somebody wrote like an original something for mm-hmm. it. But either way, the crowd's on fire for this. Every, there's signs everywhere. Everybody's hyped. And this kind of brought me right back to being a you know, 13, 14-year-old kid. Be like, oh, this is going to be amazing. It's going to be the best thing ever. <laughs> I just love these pay-per-views at Madison Square Garden because they had that door. Yeah. Like the WrestleMania door, this uh, SummerSlam door. Like it's just, I don't know. I like I it. like the short it's entryway. Right there, yeah. It's right in the background. I like it. Yeah, for sure. And the hard camera having the entranceway behind it is cool. And also yeah. seeing the people there. You can see more people on the hard cam. <clears throat> So the other thing I'd ask, what are your thoughts on this set? It's kind of like metallic red and metallic silver. It didn't really fit the Highway to Hell theme. No, sure it did. No. I mean, hell, Hell's red. But not metallic red. <laughs> well, I mean, I didn't I didn't see a problem with it. I like the red, the black. It looks like Hell's Gates in the background with the WWF logo on it. I hadn't seen this whole pay-per-view. I mean, I've seen it recently, since basically since the network came out. But... Prior to this, even maybe a little before the network came out, but prior to this, I watched it a lot ton. I think I bought the VHS at Suncoast after it came out on home video and watched mm-hmm. it till the tape wore out. But later on, when I'd go back to watch archived old SummerSlams and stuff, I would always skip this one. And the reason for that was because, you remember, during the lawsuit that WWF lost the World Wildlife Federation, they had to blur out the Attitude logo until that mm-hmm. until the breach of contract or whatever has expired. Yeah. And this is particularly hard on this show because, as we mentioned, the hard cam is facing that scratch logo. So yeah, on the apron. Well, and, and on the gate. On the gate, yeah. So it's really distracting when the gate is lit up and they have to blur it out during the matches. Oh, okay. So it would be a long time before I watched this. But since then, I've watched it a handful of times. Not necessarily all the way through. This is the first time I've watched it all the way through in a long time. Mm-hmm. Yeah. What about you? Has it been Me a while? Too. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I don't think I've ever seen this all the way through, but... You know, looking at the matches, I mean, these are all big stars. Mm-hmm. And, you know, this is the time period. That, was Vince Russo here yet? We're kind of like everybody had a story. Yeah. So yeah. that's what I liked about that. Yeah. Yeah, he was still here. Russo, I think so, at least. He was still here. But mm-hmm. I, I don't really care to look up exactly when Vince Russo left. It's not a big deal to me. But, yeah, it's bro, not a big deal. bro, television. What people don't understand, bro. That's enough of my Vince Russo impression for today's show. Unless you want, I can do the whole show in Vince Russo voice. If you want. No, thanks. Okay. Our opening matchup, Val Venus versus D'Lo Brown for the European Championship. We can talk about the match. This is probably, between the two of them, the best match of both of their careers. This match freaking rules. Yeah, I liked it. It was, it was a great opening match. And, I mean, Val Boski, come on, He man. came, his, he his, saw, hello, he came again. Ladies. Like, what are we doing and here? Just the shots that he that they do with, like, the pretty women, they're just smiling. They're just like, yeah, mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm a lady. <laughs> but, I mean, it's just fun. Like, his, it, it, and he'd always have something um, 
like a double entendre sure. type of quote. And he was just a fun, fun guy. And I love Dilo was like introduced from Portugal, Spain or something. And Jared was like, uh, what the hell? Last week he was from Paris, France. And Jared King's like, he's, <laughs> he's from all he's over a European Europe. champion. He's a European champion. Remember, it's all of Europe. I love that. That was such a great touch. <laughs> yeah. I hope that was his idea because that was such a great touch. Uh, yeah. That chest protector, man. The gimmick. It. Yeah. It was great. The catcher's bit. And it just, it just plays a big part of it, it in the story. Yeah. Vale ends up losing by DQ here, and I kind of I don't see why they did that. To me, Vale should have won the, the European Championship to start it off. I mean, the European title is not huge. It yeah. would have been nice to have it. You know, it would have been nice, oh, nice feel good thing. Delo actually, Delo won by DQ because Vale hit the yeah. referee or something like that. So, what, as much wrestling, <clears throat> I guess, watching I've done over the years, you know, looking back at this, like, Edge is shown in the middle of it, standing in the crowd, so I'm just conditioned to think, okay, Edge is going to, you know, kind of get involved here. He doesn't get involved, he's just standing there. Yeah. That was, we'll talk about Edge later. This is during a weird time of his career where he's relatively new, still trying to figure out mm-hmm. what he is, yeah. and he's even talked about it on some of his interviews and his biography, DVDs and stuff, that... He's like, I don't, I didn't know what I was doing. I just would scream because I didn't know what else to do. Like I would just be moody yeah. and brooding. No, no pun intended there. But post match, Val Venus takes off the the chest protector of D'Lo, gives him the money shot splash, wearing D'Lo's said chest protector to s- on the referee. Oh yeah, I'm sorry, on the referee, Jimmy Corderas, to send the crowd home happy. And to me, that seems like Val should kind of be the heel there, but <laughs> the crowd was into it. Yeah, it, I was on, I was on Val's side. Okay. Because he went to the top rope with the chest protector on. Cordero's tried to pull him off, and he racks him. He he, he racks him on the top, uh, what do you call that? Top rope turnbuckle. Turnbuckle, yeah. Yeah, that pissed me off, too. I'm in a wrestling match, buddy. You're on Val's side. <laughs> yeah. Val's side. Our next matchup is the Oddities versus Kai and Tai. Now, Peacock clearly edits this out. The entrance of the oddities were the insane clown posse sing them out to the ring. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. During their. I didn't see it. Yeah. And you also didn't see the girl that the crowd cut, that the camera cuts to in the crowd with a very revealing uh, top, basically a bikini top. It's pretty well endowed up front. And the top was probably a couple sizes too small for her. Oh, okay. It was pretty, it was pretty nice. I will say the crowd was into ICP. They were waving. Yeah, I mean, they were big. I mean, there were juggalos all over this this country, <laughs> this whole world. Do you think there still are? I'm sure there's juggalos all over the country still. Um, every now and then I'll see like a little Hatchet Man logo on someone's car. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and they were in, I mean, this is a while ago, I guess, but I remember there was an episode of Workaholics mm-hmm. and they go to this uh, juggalo fest or whatever they call it. The Gathering. The, the, yeah, the gathering. And, you know, there's people, I think one of the girls from their office is like totally like juggalo face paint. Yeah. And everybody's like, oh my God, why are you here? <laughs> but, I mean, they were hot for a while. I mean, they had, um, what do you call them? Beefs <laughs> with like Kid Rock and Eminem. I mean, I, 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 you know, it seems like you have a lot of juggalo history here. <laughs> well, I mean, they were kind of big. Yeah, but I didn't know all this stuff. No, and then when I was at the Dollar Tree one day, and like they got Fago, I'm like, oh, that's the ICP drink. Yes, they do have Fago <laughs> there. They do, which apparently is a thing. I see people on Twitter sometimes. They're like in different states, like, oh, I finally found it. I'm like, dude, they can't give this stuff away out here. <laughs> it's literally a dollar for like a four liter of. of, of oh yeah, I think Fago's the four liter since I was a kid. Fago's yeah, the only <laughs> pop that still is a three liter, which the caps are basically like little dip containers are so big you know yeah you got to use two hands to pour it it's all mm-hmm. awkward you're flipping over yourself trying to pour a pepsi <laughs> have you ever had great fago i haven't had fago in, in like 
probably like since high school. Oh man, you want some grape soda? You go, you go. Fake is that <laughs> is that the way to go? <laughs> yep. Okay. We spent a lot of time this show talking about random things, Fago, Family okay. Matters, all that fun stuff. Right. You know, my favorite part of this uh, whole oddities thing was Kurgan dancing yes. like every three seconds. Okay, so he's such a goofball, and I actually saw him in an episode of Jupiter's Jupiter Rising on Netflix last night. So I'm like, oh, that was Kirkin. He was a serious Truth Commission guy. Yeah. And now he's in the oddities with Luda Vashad, Giant Silva, Golga, and Kurgan. And then they took on Kaintai, which was, I don't remember these names. The only one anyone ever knows is Taka. But yeah. apparently the uh, guy. Funaki? Yeah, Funaki. Uh, and Dick Togo? Dick to- you apparently know him all. I didn't know any of these guys. I only know Taka. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, know, I only know Dick T- Togo's because. Um, Bruce Pritchard show, he calls him Dick, Dick to go. <laughs> Bruce is on the show later, too, he, we'll talk about an exclusive whole video that's stuff. what his name was. <laughs> One of the things I love about this match, and this is, not, this is another match that, on paper, you're like, oh, this is a skip. But it's fun, and the reason it's fun is both these groups are incredibly silly, but yeah. they take themselves incredibly serious with how they go about their characters. Mm-hmm. And that just goes to show, no matter how stupid something is, it can get over if you work at it enough. Now, some stuff's going to die. Like, I don't know, I guess the Misby by Zombies is a thing people are mad about. That's like the latest hey, thing man, people are mad I, about. I, I liked it. Okay, so there you go. The But this, I mean, Earthquake in a Mask. Let me ask you uh, something. How, Cartman. When, how old were you? <laughs> when did you realize that Golga was Earthquake? Um, probably, I don't know, maybe around this time. It was a, no, it was a long time for me. I didn't know up until like, not relatively recently, but within the last like five or six years, I was like, that was earthquake. Oh, really? I don't Yeah, I've known for a while. Why do you think they didn't let him just come back and be earthquake? Why did they stick him in the, as, I don't know, because like, they, they didn't want to, they didn't want the old geriatrics coming back like WCW had. They're like, you know what? Let's put him in a, in a Cartman t-shirt and put a gold mask on his head. I guess, but. Either way, this is a. But I like the, I, I like the funness of it. I guess, is that a word? I guess. Yeah. So. But Kai and Tai's four. They're four little guys, and you know they all kind of four just gang up on individual guys like Kurgan and Golga, and, and they kind of have their go at it, and they're t- you know drop kicking everybody. Uh, but then Golga comes back, and he gets shot into the roast by all four of them, all four of Kai and Tai. Yeah. Golga Golga comes off and just clotheslines all four of them, and then he lays on them. <laughs> I'm like, that's good. It's a 10-minute match. It feels much shorter, which is a good thing. The Oddities get the mm-hmm. win, and post-match, they cut out this as well. They celebrate with the ICP singing their Oddities song. The ICP is a little bit out of breath by this point for some reason, yeah. but the crowd's still into it. This brings me to another thing here. This is not It's not even nitpicking. It's annoying. When you're watching Peacock, the ad-free version, mm-hmm. you can tell because they do fade-in, fade-outs of where the ad breaks are supposed to be. You don't have to watch yeah. the ads, but it's annoying. It take doesn't take it's, it. Doesn't, I don't want it takes me out of a match, but I I get annoyed. That's my rant for the week. Yeah, I mean, it's things I definitely notice, but then I'm like, oh, oh, that's where a commercial would have been. Does it make it could make you feel a little bit better? Like, ha, suckers got to watch 45 suckers seconds of like got my five bucks of like an AT and T commercial or the Liberty 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 commercial or something yeah. like that. Yeah, right. Suckers. Yeah. Suck it, X Pac. Speaking of X Pac, <laughs> X Pac versus Jeff Jarrett in a hair versus hair match. So far, this pay per view has gotten is building up like the stars are getting kind of bigger and bigger. It's moving it's, like it's moving right along. Yeah, this is only a two hour and forty minute pay per view. 
So compared to most pay-per-views, especially today's mm-hmm. standards, it's nothing. This is like an in-your-house. But it's a yeah. huge event. X-Pac versus Jeff Jarrett. They show kind of the build to this match and why it's a hair versus hair match. Jarrett was doing a thing where he was shaving people's heads. Like he, mm-hmm. he shaved poor Howard Finkel's head and they shaved Draz's head apparently before this. He's with Southern Justice, which was the Godwins. Yeah. I do remember this. Uh, I loved X-Pac at this time. Like I, he, I was all in on X-Pac. I thought he was cool and awesome wrestler. He just come hell yeah, come back from WCW and talked about how crappy they were. You're like, yeah, screw uh-huh. the WCW. <laughs> I just loved his new attitude. Like even when he was six, I'm like, this guy is so cool. And then he comes over his X Pac, and oh man, he he was so great. Like he still is. And there's a lot of different things that he does in here where he gets like almost atomic dropped, and he's always hitting his ass on something. <laughs> so then it just always brings me back to where he tells the story about how he tore his asshole, yeah, <laughs> going into a turnbuckle, yeah. But watching this match, like, I remember I, I did not like Jeff Jarrett for any reason. It wasn't because he was a good heel. I just thought he sucked. I'm like, <laughs> just, why is this guy here? He's just so terrible. Just but you know what? I, I like this match. Like, I, I think Jarrett's great. I think X-Pac is great. Mm-hmm. They're two pros. Match. Like, I put they down, are. they're just like, this is like a pros. Two, as Brett always says, you know, he was, I was always a real pro. I was, I, you could always count on me to be a real pro. He likes saying okay. that. That's these two guys. They're <laughs> real pros. And yeah. I don't know. The match was great. Had good heat. The crowd was into it. There's stakes at the end of the night. Like someone's getting their mm-hmm. head shaved. And I think X-Pac yeah. has told stories on his podcast about this match and builds to it. Because I, I remember when they told me, you and Jared, it's going to be you and Jared at SummerSlam in a hair versus hair match. He goes, all right, so does Jared know he's losing his hair? Because you're not cutting my hair. <laughs> yeah. And Jared, like, yeah, yeah, he knows, he knows. And those golden locks went away and yeah also we also See, we, we're the, not gonna the, the part of this we're not gonna skip I'm it sorry. but howard finkel comes out with x-pac looking yeah. all like awkward you know he can't he can't get his arms crossed all the way to do the dx suck it and but he's just an honorary member for the night he is he of, does of say DX. suck it in the fink <laughs> voice too so that's great oh man i like how they keep bringing up um xbox's you know, neck surgery or his neck injury just to kind of give him more sympathy. And then he's, you see him getting his banged around on his head and, you know, suplex. And you're like, oh, man, what about his neck? Yeah. And they always do that. You know, like if you've had an injury, you come back, you're fully healed. Like, oh, that's the that's the damaged neck. Like your neck is fine. <laughs> but it's just the idea that they it works. You know, go back to it that. works. Like, for like this it match. could be injured because it's it's very delicate now. Yeah. He, like he's walking around as Stone Cold he's, said, that stack of dimes I call a neck. Yeah. As he calls it, but <laughs> X Pac ends up getting the win here after after Jarek gets smashed in the head with a guitar because mm. that's how he either wins or loses. Yeah, and I loved post match. It made sense because Southern Justice is out there, so logically they're going to try to help Jarek. Like I don't care what the stipulation. And they was. do. They almost they almost get him out until uh, the outlaws. The come outlaws out. and Draws and the headbangers are all out there to make sure that he's got to sit in the chair and get his hair shaved. And I, I feel bad because I'm sure. They're all sweaty. You know, you just yeah. think about you after like a long run or something. You're like dripping sweat. So your hair is disgusting. And they've got these buzz clippers trying to clip. So it's getting stuck. So I'm sure his hair's being pulled like crazy. It just crazy. looks like beard trimmer to me. It's getting, his hair's getting pulled like crazy. And then like the clippers die. So then uh, X-Pac's like, someone give me the scissors. So then like, <laughs> there's a big pop for him showing the scissors to the crowd and snipping yeah. his hair. And then Finkel's cutting it and. They're throwing it in the air, and the blonde locks go on top of Finkel's head. And I love yeah. also Jarrett's yelling at the ref to kind of stall. 
when they're whole, trying to figure out the Clipper situation. He's like, Kyoto, mm-hmm. hit me with the guitar. And then Kyoto's like, <laughs> I didn't see it. He's like, you, that's bull. I mean, you didn't see it. You saw it. He hit me with the guitar mm-hmm. and all this stuff. And I don't know. It's just a great match. It really, really is. And it's not. Well, you could tell that it took some time because they were just kind of stalling around. They're panning the crowd. And in the middle of the panning around, waiting for them to, you know still cut his hair with the scissors they just show uh, method man in the crowd and method man had crappy seats too <laughs> <He's up laughs> oh, poor. m-e-t-h-o-d man had crappy seats he did unbelievable he did have the uh, dx foam hand didn't get to buy uh-huh. it or someone gave it oh, to him poor guy that's wu-tang <laughs> and he couldn't even get good seats no should have been ringside it's the garden i guess <laughs> he's like sorry this is the best we could do for you he sold out in the garden it's it's add to era wwf method <laughs> he looked man. kind of blurry too like they had to zoom all the way in to see him, <laughs> like up in the rafters <laughs> i do you think they found him you think a fan like a cameraman was just a wu-tang fan is like oh that's yeah method man. like hey there's method man and kevin dunn's like camera six camera cut six to show him, method cut to man. him <laughs> eventually they cut his then hair. they come back it's another 10 minutes of cut trying to cut right. his hair i liked it like this match so far, we're three for three on fun on this yeah. paper. So let me ask you, I don't know if you remember, Was did he actually shave his head? Yeah. Like well, he, no, he did like a crew like cut, a like a buzz cut. Okay. He ended up with like okay. a buzz cut thing going forward. Yeah. Next up, we've got, I guess, the match that, the only match on the show where I was like, nah. But even the finish of this match was cool. It is Mark Merrill and Jacqueline versus Sable and a mystery partner. Sable mm-hmm. comes strutting out. And everyone's still into her. Like, people are popping. And she, here's my mystery partner. And Edge's music comes, and this is the, as I note, the high-flying screaming era of Edge, where he just yelled, did some high-flying moves, did a great, uh, basically, suicide dive over the top rope, which was awesome. Yeah. The favorite, my favorite part of this match was the ending, where Edge takes Sable, and what's it called, like a pancake or something? Like a reverse... Yeah, she kind of rolls back in, like a wheelbarrow. Like she yeah. does like a, a back roll into his arms. He lifts her up and, I guess, pancakes uh, on Merrill, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And get and they get the win. There's not too much to say about this match, but it was eight minutes. Probably could have been done in like five. Probably could have shortened mm-hmm. a little bit. But I guess this isn't a long pay-per-view, so it's not really necessary. Yeah. I also was not a Sable guy ever. I was always Team Yeah, Sunny, me neither. Always. And uh, any, what about Edge at this time? Did you know him? Were you interested in Edge? Uh, was he in the brood yet? No, Probably he was not. nothing yet. It was nothing. Yeah, so uh, because I, I've just known him for so long over the years and all of his championships and this, this, and that, like when she says, like, I don't really know where he's at in his career yet. I know it's 98. I just don't remember when he started. So when she's like, Edge, and his music hits, and I'm like, well, that's a that's a crappy crowd reaction because they didn't <laughs> like, know me either. Like, no, all right, I'm just yeah. saying. I'm like, there's no enthusiasm. Like, I'm disappointed. <laughs> <laughs> he 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 put on a good performance, so he carried the match. He, he, he did not a terrible so, I mean, match. I mean, pretty good for a newcomer. Yes, I knew him because I had one of those WWF magazines, and it was a article on like future stars, and two of yeah, the guys, okay. two of the guys in that article were Edge and Val Venus, but they were yeah. called in the article Adam Copeland and Sean Morley. And I was like, when they came up to the main roster, I was like, ooh, I saw those guys. I remember. I'm an insider. Hey, there you go. You are an insider. <laughs> I'm an insider. Was it a WWF magazine yes. or like a... Yeah. Okay. yeah, it was official. Okay. Next up, we've got a backstage promo with Mick Foley, a.k.a. Mankind. <laughs> He's got no yeah. partner for his tag team match because him and Kane are the tag champs. Kane's ditched him. He's not showing up. 
and he doesn't. He's like, I don't want, I don't want to fight. Vince are gonna kill Vince me. Vince is there, yeah. Vince is there, and Vince is trying to convince mankind. No, no, you have to fight, pal. You're it's like it's gonna be two on one. You know what they're gonna do to he's me? He's like, you're the hardcore champ, legend. Just think. And he's like, I don't have my sledgehammer and all this stuff. And Vince finally convinces him to go. Yeah. Then Foley says, "Well, I got thirteen words for you. How much wood could woodchuck have? A woodchuck could chuck wood." And then he goes out to the arena. But it was kind of a I goofy that was thing. Funny. Yeah, weird time for Mick Foley. I'd say he's not officially the lovable character, but he's transitioning into it. Yeah, yeah. But it was you know, this was post King of the Ring '98, and so he's still the hardcore crazy person, but mm-hmm. not really what we know and love him to come to be. Yeah. Right. Next up, we've got the Lion's Den match, which is basically a pit in a cage at the MSG Theater attached to Madison Square Garden. Ken Shamrock versus Owen Hart. Yeah, looking at the rundown of this, I'm like, I want to see this match. Okay. You know, it's just at the time, uh, you got Dan Severn. Um, He's training Owen. Ken, Sh- Ken Shamrock. So you got like these stars from UFC like kind of switching into wrestling. Mm-hmm. So I'm like, oh, okay. So that they'll bring like their MMA stuff and their, uh, you know, their octagons or pentagons, whatever this. Their pentagons. Was. It was a circle. No, the, the, no, the twelve sides. It was twelve sides. It was a circle. It was a pit. It was lions den. Okay. okay. Literally, it's literally where lions would go. And like, think about that. <laughs> okay. Okay. What'd you think of this goofy match? It wasn't even really yeah, a match. It was. It was okay. I mean, I I thought for like a UFC match because I was into those at the time. Um, it was slow. <laughs> like it, it wasn't like full blown like fighting. And I'm like, eh, this is it's okay. It wasn't chaos that you wanted to no, be. It wasn't chaos. the craziness. Right. Oh well. I mean, it was fine. It. <laughs> I do yeah. remember being hyped, like you said, when they announced this match. I was all in. You know, I wanted this match to be awesome and cool. And I probably even convinced myself that it was awesome at the time. Uh-huh. I don't know if you did that when you were because a kid. UFC was awesome, and you're like, "Hey, I, I like another sport that's like fight, like more real. It's real, yeah." <laughs> and yeah. the other thing is, we rent those UFC tapes from the Orland Video all the time, and it would say on yeah. there like, "This is for mature audiences," which automatically meant to me, "Oh, we got to see this. I'm not supposed to watch it." You know, there's hardcore yeah, and blood right. and all that stuff. Uh-huh. And Ken Shamrock gets the win here by submission, as he should have. Short little match, nine minutes sixteen seconds. It's interesting. I was, a, I was a big Tito Ortiz guy, like around this time. Okay, like UFC when it was kind of in, I guess the beginning of everything. Yeah, they're really so, starting. I to mean, take I kind of knew these guys, but then you know, I'm watching the match. I I don't know why Dan Severn just walked away, <laughs> like he was supposed to be in Owen's corner. Well, he had trained. The storyline was as they show in the hype video that Owen's got a secret weapon. It's Dan Severn, who had I think him and Shamrock had this like super fight actually in the UFC at the time. So it's uh-huh. that's part of the reason too why the whole hype has been built for this match. It's interesting that it happened. You got like a couple stipulation matches here between But does he walk away because he's disappointed in Owen? Maybe. Because Owen didn't lose yet. Well, he didn't win yet either. Maybe he's a key. <laughs> no. maybe he wasn't listening to his coaching, so he left in frustration. Yeah, it's like forget this guy. He's not listening to me. Freaking Owen. Great match. Not really. But great, great to see Owen Hart. I always watch like seeing Owen Hart pop up on my screen. It's always good to see him. Mm-hmm. Then we've got the New Age Outlaws versus Just Mankind for the Tag Team Championships. No Kane. Kane's not there to be his partner. Uh, Jim Ross at some point during the match, because they're beating the hell out of Mankind with like a chair, 
Jim Ross says about mankind, if I had a dollar for every concussion you'd had, I'd be able to buy that farm in Oklahoma I want to. I'm like, <laughs> don't think you want to be saying that on pay-per-view. And I think someone from Peacock's going to get a call. Please edit that comment out. Getting sued for concussion <laughs> protocol uh, back in the day. That's something that made me kind of cringe a little bit. The Outlaws, yeah. this match was not good because it was booked kind of to make it like Foley's not going to give up. But there's a mm-hmm. couple finishes where it seemed like maybe he really was concussed. Like, oh, this is the end. But he kicked out. Even at the point where they played the Outlaws music. They, this was supposed to be the finish. But it wasn't. And then they ended up, He didn't want to give up? I guess. It's like, no, I can keep going. I can keep going. Yeah, and then they beat him and they kick his ass and Mankind loses. And there's no triumphant return for him. So this is kind of weird. It's also they kind throw of... Throw him in the dumpster. Well, it's also kind of weird because DX is supposed to be good guys now. And this does not make them seem like good guys well it, i mean they're they're a-holes i mean that was cool back then wasn't this cool to beat up our pal <laughs> mick foley i mean maybe because i have this but no, nobody liked mick foley well, at I have, the time. yeah i have the warm fuzzies about mick foley now this wasn't the yeah classic but at the foley. time you're like who's this turd this turd <laughs> <laughs> and then they bring but out yeah, a dumpster throw him in the dumpster go ahead so what happens with the dumpster here this is very confusing to me so at the end of the match they throw him in the dumpster well they, yeah i mean they do that to end the match well they bring the dumpster out to throw him into it Right, at the beginning of the match, yeah. they bring it down to the ring with them. So the match stars, yada, yada, yada. They, they beat Mick, uh, Mick Foley. Yeah, M- Mankind. They throw him in the dumpster. They're celebrating in the ring. And then the cane, the cane, just pops up the out of cane. the dumpster. You don't see Mick Foley. So I don't know. Maybe he just moved over to the side. But I forgot what cane. Uh, he like a Sledgehammer? Yeah, I think yeah, he had a sledgehammer. Yeah. Lifted it up and like slams it down into the bottom to make you think he's like crushing. Decapitated Mick Foley. <laughs> Yeah, and then that was it. Mm-hmm. That's that's how they that's how they button that uh, <laughs> that, that match. You up. could see why I was not a fan of this. Yeah, but so far, like, why, why is this tag partner <laughs> beating him with the sledgehammer? I'm sure there's storyline that we weren't watching or we don't remember from Raw, but mm-hmm. so far, after watching this pay per view, it's been great, 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 and then all of a sudden we have these two kind of like back to back, like meh, but. It does make. Yeah, I mean, l- I did. I did like the New Age Outlaws, and I mean, there's two different versions of Road Dog, and I like this one also with the long braids because usually the one everybody kind of knows is when he rubber bands them behind him. Yeah, but when he comes down with them all hanging in his face, I'm like, I like this guy. You don't like with his uh, the roadie. Okay, okay. You like your Road Dog. Paints. You don't like your uh, brown nose and Road Dog, the current version of him. <laughs> no, 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 not that. One. Okay. Well, he's and then Billy Gunn still comes out, and he's wearing uh, South Park shirts. Yes. So I mean, it's there's they're still they haven't refined their look yet. <laughs> yeah, I think a lot of peak schools, at least my junior high, banned South Park shirts after about a week. <laughs> we weren't allowed yeah. to wear them anymore. And this just goes to show how popular South Park was, because mm-hmm. <laughs> it was such a huge show. It's so raunchy, and they're little kids at a at a Colorado school, elementary school. <laughs> yeah. And like, I remember this woman I worked with. She was my friend's mom, and she just loved the show. Okay, she's like, "Can you re- can you record South Park for me?" I'm like, "Okay." <laughs> so I would record them for her. Probably get like ten episodes on a tape, or you know, whatever it was, a VHS tape at the time. And I give them to her. It's like, "Oh, thanks so much," because they didn't have cable. But she just loved the show so much. <laughs> I remember one time my it was like a family my parents like friends came over for like the holidays and it was just like a thing they did every year with a handful of their friends and there was the south park christmas episode on and i was in the live or the family room watching it and the family room and dining room were kind of connected they're they're all sitting at a table drinking river talking 
and then they noticed I was watching it. And one of the parents was like, oh, this is the South Park everyone talks about, blah, blah, blah. She's like, I want to watch it a little bit, see how funny it is. I'm like, oh, yeah, you'll love it. It's funny. And then, like, you know, talking piece of poo comes out. She's like, what is this Mr. garbage you're watching here? Yeah, exactly. Mr. Hank. That's a good that's a good impression, Mr. Hanky. The Christmas yeah, you got it, man. Anytime. Yes. <laughs> this is all relevant to nineteen ninety eight time and how it big is. South Park was. Uh, but I was about to say this show for the most part's been great. And we had the right. two little downer matches, but it does kind of make sense because we have the match of the night up next. With Triple H versus The Rock for the Intercontinental Championship, a ladder match at Madison Square Garden. A lot of times when there's matches like this that have stood up the test of time, and there's a, especially when it's a Triple H match, and there's a lot of uh, hype behind it, sometimes it doesn't hold up necessarily. You don't think, like, eh, this wasn't as good as I remembered it or, or whatever. And this match was one I th- assumed going into it. Like, this isn't going to be as good as I remembered it or as good as they say it is. It was great. This is an A-plus yeah, match. This, this is this is better than I remember. Yeah, that, that's maybe true. maybe it's just because I've known their progression, you know, all the way to the top and who they became and, you know, just main eventers. Mm-hmm. And watching this, they're not there yet. So to see them, you know, fight for this Intercontinental uh, title, ladder match, and I, I'm not a big fan of ladder matches, and you know this, but... I like this match, and I, I thought they used the ladder smart. They didn't use it as often as like later yeah. ladder matches and Money of the Bank stuff would do it. But you know, it wasn't just like the ladders there to climb. They could use it more for weapons we'll, and, and and beating each other with it. We'll get to it in a little bit, kind of the story of this match and and how they treated this different than your modern day ladder matches for sure. So Triple H comes out. He's got his own band. The DX band comes out. They don't sound great, but they're hyped. And I just laugh. Freaking Jim, nerdy Jim Johnston's with this like hardcore band playing the guitar. Uh-huh. Triple H gets the DX singer who's passed away recently on his shoulders. Through a degeneration X, and I don't think there were monitors or something because they were all off key and off time. But no one at MSG cared. They were just pumped. No, that they were all there hyped. DX is out with Triple H. They're ready to go. And I love the contrast of the Rock coming out with Mark Henry next. But do you yeah. smell what the Rock is cooking? All serious business. Like, this isn't a game. I'm the people's champ. I'm the best. I'm here to kick your ass. And he was. He was a champ for nine months, I think. This match was more of a I'm going to beat the hell out of each other match than a high spot ladder match slash tease getting the belt match. Yeah, exactly. So I had a note here. Did this even need to be a ladder match? Could this have just been a hardcore match? Um, I think there was a lot of different stipulations on this pay-per-view that, I mean, a ladder match would fit because there were other hardcore matches, false count anywhere. And, yeah, you know, I mean, make it a ladder match because it's, it's still um, uh, no DQ. Right, but I don't know. Like, one of the negatives I have about this is the false endings aren't great with the ladder. It's I was never like, eh, well, Triple H is climbing extremely slow. Clearly yeah. the rocks coming in or Triple H is in the ring. Yeah, that took away from it. We'll get but that a little bit. That's why I thought, mm, did this need to be a ladder match? But I think the ending was fantastic for sure. Yeah. We'll, we'll get to that in a second. But I also forgot that the rock bled during this match. And one of the notes I had when I was watching, I'm like, huh, yeah, I think that someone would have bled. But the rock does, you know, get busted open. And that adds a little bit to the match. Did a little bit more drama to it. And I would have thought... 
Triple H would have been busted open, but because of the ending, it'll make sense mm-hmm. why he didn't have a cut in his head because it had been pretty messy with what ends up happening. Red is green, baby. Red is with green. what ends up happening to him. <laughs> Did I ever tell you the story of my EWF backyard wrestling fed ladder match? No. All right. Were, were, were you in it? Oh, I was in it, pal. So we for the EW. Were you the Booker Man? A mm, little bit. Okay, that's why you're running. I was the ba- I was the lead baby face in the company. Mm. You know, I was in the territory. Look at you <laughs> putting yourself over. Had to. Oh, dusty roads. Yeah. Ooh, baby. Ooh, baby. You understand, baby? I, our friend Ring. I need. I need to be the baby. Face. I need to be the baby face, baby. <laughs> and, and unless unless the daddy unless the heels are cool, then I'm gonna join the NWO because that's yeah. tradition. That's tradition. <laughs> anyway. Our friend Ring Skirts, I have doing the Dusty Rhodes impression because our friend Ring Skirts is teased. He's bringing back his War Games uh, fig photography set. So in my head, whenever I see War Games, I hear Dusty Rhodes saying, Whoa, yeah. Games, the Whoa, Games, Daddy. <laughs> the Whoa with an H, W-A-H-H-H-H, the Whoa, Games, Daddy. Anyway, my EWF wrestling match. So it was a triple threat ladder match for the vacant EWF championship. Oh, baby. The belt was hung up in a tree, and it was snowing uh-huh. out. So our logic for EWF was we could beat was, the hell was out of was this Was there a name for this event? The pay-per-view? Yeah. I don't remember. Oh, was it, was it a pay-per-view? <laughs> <laughs> Holy shoot. <laughs> I had to draw. You made a deal, you made a deal with Jones Intercable at the time, <laughs> the mom-and-pop cable company. I had to draw a good buy rate, you know, so we had to, we, okay. we're, we're, okay. we're going to half-ass this here. We're in must have been sophomores in high school but yeah. the it was we had a lot of snow on the ground so our logic was if we slam each other into snow it won't really hurt as much the yeah. finish of the match was supposed to be i climbed the ladder as, as the two other guys who originally were going to team up on me turned on each other because and they couldn't get along and they were going to fight and i would sneak up climb the ladder grab the belt and win that's the finish you know okay good story good story. all right well, let me say this too. Before this, <laughs> before this, we had to do a cut <laughs> because we weren't live, thankfully. So my buddy was climbing the ladder, slipped, uh-huh. and landed on the ladder because the ladder kind of turns. So he landed sideways on it, like on the back of the ladder. And he just kind of goes, stop, 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 stop. It hurts. <laughs> so we had to cut that and re- restart the match. So we rebooked it. Yeah. So anyway, as I'm climbing near the top of the, the ladder, and this is a 10-foot ladder, 8-foot ladder. It's pretty tall. And I reach for the belt. And as I'm grabbing it, the two guys, as they're doing their wrestling over each other, being pissed, the one guy pushes someone else into the ladder. So the ladder kicks out from under me. Oh. <laughs> so I luck, it worked out awesome. So I had the belt in my hand. So I clutched the belt as I back bumped under the snow. It all happened. So were, you, were you hanging? No. It was a foam okay. belt. But I had it. And... I, the ladder literally got kicked out from under me and it all mm. happened so fast I back bumped and everyone's like oh you won and my buddy like, are you okay and I just kind of nodded he's like you know you can't ruin the finish right, when you, you put, do something you put like the that. old thumbs up let everybody know you're okay yeah I did the, the squeeze of the hand <laughs> <laughs> squeeze of the hand squeeze my hand buddy yeah, uh, yeah that's right but okay. then we went off you're the good. air and I, what I all that happened was I got we went off the air <laughs> <laughs> all that happened was I got the wind knocked out of me but yeah. It was scary. <laughs> like a couple seconds that it happened. Like, How far was the fall? About like eight feet. Ten feet. Think of a ladder, like an eight eight foot eight foot ladder. 
You know, it's a standard. Yeah, but your 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 head's like you know. Yeah, fourteen. Feet I was in the air. I was on the sec. I wasn't on like the top top rung, but I was near the top. And yeah. it was because you're like seven foot tall. It was terrifying for the initial <laughs> like when the ladder fell. Well, I bet because I didn't. Even, I it's like to, falling off a roof. I didn't have time to think about like yeah. the only thing I thought of was like don't hit the ladder because of what happened in the first take. <laughs> Did you think about tucking your chin so you don't hit the back of your no, head? No, I, I didn't. But luckily, it's, no, we're safe. It was fine. Okay. Yeah, it was a great finish. Well, I, I hear a tree, and I'm thinking, like, the, the base of the tree. No, it was a great finish. It was hanging off one of the branches. That's where the belt okay. was. Great finish, great match, and drew, drew a good house for the next show because they heard about oh my, my escapade. goodness. <laughs> like, is he going to be back? Is he injured? man find out i do think <laughs> i lost show. the title on the next tv taping i think i lost oh, to, the next, to my man. to my rival all that for nothing anyway back to this match this ladder match not as great as the uwf championship extreme no, not, wrestling not. federation by the way of course not of course not the match here at the ending both triple h and the rock are climbing up the ladder first triple h gets powder thrown in his face by mark henry which would explain probably why he didn't cut himself because that had been a lot of powder and a mm-hmm. lot of blood wouldn't have been good to baby powder. Does it weightlifting powder? Maybe. Then the rock's climbing okay. up. He gets low blowed by China. He falls. And then there's a lot of drama here where he's climbing. The people in the crowd, I think, were, is he really going to win? They were really kind of into it. And Yeah, they were. When Triple H grabbed that belt, MSG explodes with a huge pop for Triple H. They were pumped, like so yeah. excited. However, I did note... When China low blowed the rock, there were some boos. People were like, we don't want it to end like this to China to help him. But it was all fair and fair because Mark Henry helped the rock. Yeah, it was one of the bigger pops so far on this pay-per-view, which I I, I was with it because, you know, I kind of like the early DX and the China, the China. Why do I keep putting <laughs> You're like Bret Hart, the WCW, the summer. Is <laughs> that getting, what happens? I'm getting old. Yeah, you get old. You turn into Bret Hart. <laughs> You just call it the Walmart and the, the targets, the jewels, <laughs> the jewels, but yeah, the, the China, <laughs> anything else? Just, you lost saying. your train of thought talking about, I, I did. Oh, it's okay. But what I liked about this match is it elevated both of them. Yeah. Uh, cause it, it put triple H in a position. It, it took the title off the rock and it, it meant a lot because the rock had it for nine months and yeah. And I mean, the rocks, I mean, you, you think it almost a year. I mean, at this time, because titles were going back and forth every other week because they had that rivalry with WCW, Monday Night Wars, and to have the title for nine months just meant a lot for Triple H to take it off of them. And also, The Rock is WWF champ in November. He wins the Deadly Games tournament. You're right. Yeah, he does. So this definitely Survivor puts him series? to the next level. Post-match, DX comes out to celebrate. Everyone's going nuts, and everyone's happy. Then we do the weird Peacock fade-out. But when it comes back, we yeah. get this exclusive WWF home video footage. So... If you have not seen this pay-per-view in a while, or if you have, go on Peacock and watch the exclusive home video. The Rock walks backstage, and this is right before the main event, so the cameras are following him, and you hear Bruce Pritchard screaming, We need Taker! Where's Taker? Where's Taker? And then Pat Patterson, Undertaker, we need you for Gorilla. Undertaker. And like they're literally yeah. screaming, Where's Undertaker? Like he must have been taking a piss or something. Can't find him for Gorilla for the main event. And then The Rock goes backstage. The doctor's trying to help him. So get your candy ass out of here. The Rock will smack your taste out of your mouth. What I thought was funny is the doctor's helping him through the hallway with no problem. Yeah. And then when he gets to the room, all of a sudden he's got to turn on, you know, The Rock. Yeah, he's, he's got to like, get your candy ass away from he's me. Got the blo- he's like, but I was helping you in the hallway. <laughs> he's got the bloody face. He cuts the promo. You may yeah. have beat The Rock, but you're, you will never, ever be the people's champ. And he's right. 
Triple H will never be The Rock. Yeah. And but, payback is a bitch. But The Rock will never be The Chaperone. Never. Unless they make The Chaperone 2, starring The Rock. Hey, never know. He makes a lot of movies. <sighs> he does. It's main event time. And you, the, we got two massive stars in Stone Cold Steve Austin and The Undertaker. And this is for the WWF Championship. This, I was, a, I watched these kind of back to back. I was a little like, I'm like, whew, I need a calm down match for the, before the main event. But they didn't do it. Uh-huh. So now I can see, I kind of get more why they do these, these slow down matches. So you're ready to go for the main event. Undertaker comes out and is not his ministry gear yet. It's like a little bit of a hybrid the MSG crowd's kind of into it he gets his big entrance Austin comes out to a big pop JR says that I dare you King to name one wrestler who's come through MSG and gotten the kind of reaction that Stone Cold has never ever and I'm thinking to myself I think when Hogan beat the Iron Sheik it was a lot more people cheering and like that Uh, did you think the Austin pop was that big no it's a thing I didn't either I really think the crowd was kind of like expecting maybe a cooled out match yeah. I mean, it was big, but it wasn't, like, what you're used to for Stone Cold. Right. And this match starts off really fast and furious. Guys are going, they're going at it. It's You're, like, thinking to yourself, okay, this would be a really good match. And famously, Austin gets knocked out about four minutes into the match, which really alters what could have been a damn good mm-hmm. classic main event. Yeah. Um, they clunk heads, and it's pretty, it's pretty obvious that Stone Cold's out of it. I think they kind of changed what they were going to do. It's a lot more brawling, a lot more outside stuff. They did get the one giant spot, though, where Undertaker jumps from the top rope, leg drops Austin through the table. Yeah, that was awesome. I forgot Undertaker did this. When I was watching it, I was thinking, oh, Austin's going to move. I, I forgot it happened. So when it did, I kind of popped it home. I was like, oh, man, a 300-pound man yeah. going pretty far. And that, the table didn't even break. No. I mean, he got two, what, 500 pounds maybe? 550? Either way. It was ridiculous, and I like the it finish was. here they did too. Where under also, there's also a thing where Kane comes out, and Undertaker mm-hmm. sends Kane back saying, "No, no, I'm doing this myself." Which is, do you th- do you think that's Undertaker trying to play the babyface in this because he he wants to do it on his own? Yeah, that's what I was because so I think weird. if he was a heel, he would he would accept Kane's help. Yeah, well, the other thing that's weird about this build too is Vince was on Undertaker's side because he wanted the title off Austin so bad. Mm-hmm. But it's not like Undertaker's a great corporate champion. He's not the Rock. No, not yet. I mean, not yet. Well, he has the ministry and the corporate ministry and yeah, later on. Yeah, yeah. So po- during the match at the finish, Undertaker goes for old school. The walk across the ropes. Austin hits him with a low blow, hits him with a stunner. One, two, three. Crowd pops. Mm-hmm. Post-match, they do like a handshake. Undertaker hands Austin his belt, which was just weird. This whole thing is weird. This whole main event was weird. Yeah. <laughs> you know, it, it was still not all things considered it still was a fine match it was i would compare it to what would be on like a monday night raw or something it doesn't yeah it didn't live up to the main event of a SummerSlam, but it's expected when you get knocked out pretty hardcore you know in a match yeah overall i'd probably give it like a b plus the a lot of good matches oh the pay-per-view the 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 whole pay-per-view yeah Yeah. i think i'd give it an a minus i i would bump it up i think those first three matches are so much fun. That Triple H Rock match is a classic that still holds up, and it holds up in a different way than I remembered it. It's better than I remembered. So I'm going to bump it up to an A minus for sure. And it was, yeah. it was good. It was a great pay per view. Definitely worth rewatching if you haven't in a while. I know some of these Attitude Era pay per views, you watch them, and they don't hold up as well. But this one did. It was good. It was fun to watch. 
Yeah, I'm glad. I'm because I, I think we were talking about it. And I said Survivor Series. You're like, nope, SummerSlam. I'm like, okay. Well, we will get to Survivor Series come Thanksgiving time. Yeah, when it's come November. I'm like, but Survivor Series won. <laughs> it wasn't even a formal poll. poll. The only thing about oh. Survivor Series is a theme song because it's a deadly game. That's all you gotta think all about right. the entire time. It's a deadly game. Whereas this is a highway to hell that they don't really play because they don't own the rights to it. Damn. Damn. It was a fun show. It was a fun fun show to look back on. And I'm glad we got to. Sometimes we'll pull a pay-per-view and we're like, well, that was okay. It was good. But for the most part, because this is the positively pro wrestling podcast, our main goal is to talk about the fun wrestling stuff we love and not crap all over, which is what... Yeah, and uh, that's what I like about this show. Like, yeah, I, I wouldn't have watched this on my own. There's a lot of things I wouldn't have watched on my own because sometimes I'll just, you know, watch an old... Like the other night I was watching an old War Games match, WCW yeah. with... You know, Stinger's uh, Squadron or whatever, Sting Squadron. And I'm like, okay, that's kind of fun. Just put it on the background, doing something else. Yeah, you're not paying attention um, to it or anything. Because I think like, the whole Attitude Era is just so much was going on yeah. like in those four or five years. Like, I don't remember when, what, because, you know, it was just so much stuff being thrown against the wall. And there was also pay per views oh, every month and specials, whereas yeah, we were growing up, there was, was like four. Every, you, had, you had four chances in a couple Saturday Night's main events. And yeah. that's why it mattered so much more to you as a kid, because you had to work for it and earn it and be mm-hmm. somewhere when a pay-per-view was on. And we would yeah. kill for the amount of wrestling we have now. We'd kill. <laughs> we would murder people for we it. We would. I mean, back then, I mean, we were still watching, uh, you know, Saturday morning stuff. Yeah. I don't know if you were able to watch the Monday, Tuesday. What Tuesday was night Monday? Titan. Primetime. Primetime wrestling, yeah. Or Raw. No, it was Raw at this time. But yeah, it was. Yeah, all the other stuff. I'm like, yeah, this is kind of fun, but. You know, even here, it's like maybe the match of the year was on uh, In Your House in uh, October mm-hmm. or September. It's like, you know, who knows? <laughs> you know, usually the big matches were WrestleMania, uh, Royal Rumble. And yeah, I think a lot of this stuff just. It does. It's not, it's just, not an era that I go back and watch paper. Yeah, we're not or, crapping on the Attitude Era. We loved it. We lived it. Yeah. And it, but it's, it's just weird because I've seen WrestleMania 7, 7,000 times, you know, and you've yeah. seen it a ton, too. But I was just as into wrestling in this era as I was in '91, and mm-hmm. it's I don't know, it's just I'm I don't know what it is because Stone Cold Steve Austin's probably my favorite wrestler of all time. Like he's probably number one. Yeah. And, okay. And it's just interesting that I mean, him and Shawn Michaels, but it's it's different. Like Austin Michaels just for the wrestler himself, but Austin just for being freaking Stone Cold Steve Austin. Like I was so yeah. giddy to meet Stone Cold um, <laughs> when I met Michaels. It was cool. But he, Michaels is also kind of like quiet when you meet him, where he's also yeah. like, hey, how you doing, son? He he's kind of overpowering and all that. But but anyway, I don't have like the crazy nostalgia for Stone Cold stuff. When I watch Stone Cold stuff now, I like laugh at how awesome he was and like how much he made me laugh oh, yeah. and how funny he was. But he's also, when you watch these old pay-per-views and these old Attitude Era stuff, you forget how crazy everyone loved him the crowds mm-hmm. and, and it was every week and i know they talk about it a ton now but, but everyone talks about who him or hogan the biggest star it's neck and neck as far as i'm concerned with with the crowd yeah. reactions and the merchandise and everybody has stone cold shirt everyone has stone cold yeah. something. i mean I, H- hogan's acquiesced to him before you know he's like yeah you're you're the guy he's like i was the guy that you know made wrestling mainstream yeah. he's like but you're the one that took it to another level brother yeah and Steve's like, oh, come on. Yeah, everyone's <laughs> blowing smoke up each other's ass. And Ric Flair gets in there. Yeah. He's like, oh, my, oh, my God. 
Oh, God. <laughs> it's like, Steve, you're my favorite wrestler. Then I'll tell Sean, Sean, you're my favorite wrestler. Yeah. Triple H, you're my favorite wrestler. <laughs> He's got the Godfather coming up on the Broken Skull sessions. You know, Godfather, yeah. you're my Papa Shango. Probably my favorite. <laughs> got, gotta say. <laughs> I didn't. I gotta say, he put, he, he, put, he puts his hands out like he's. Yeah, you know, he does have giant doing, hands. Doing the, doing the five finger thing out in the air. <laughs> That's perfect. open hands. Hey, I'm just saying. <laughs> That's awesome. If that was me, I'm just saying we're at the. You know, we go up and down the road. I like travel by myself. I'm just saying, you, you had a crew. What was that like at that time? Yeah. <laughs> I'm doing but, it with but, my uh, hands now too. Because back in our day, we didn't have all that stuff. Yeah, <laughs> we we were on the pills and the booze. <laughs> it is what it is. So I, then he goes in his whole soma story. <laughs> it is what it is. You know, it is what it is. Yeah. It's like I couldn't keep a marriage. I had a bad fan. I was a bad father. Like, but you know, I love the road. All right. All right. I, let, now, now, before we talk about that, let's drink a swig of beer. All right, cheers to you. Ah, that's good. That's good. Ah, that's good. Yeah. El Segundo. I'm drinking Jack Daniels. I, oh, Jack, I don't hate Jack Daniels. Would I drink, drink it? It just tastes cheap to me. I'm just yeah. like, oh, God. Jack Daniels. <laughs> you a whiskey guy? Uh, not really. What is your, if you're going to drink liquor, what's your cocktail? What you, what's uh, probably rum and Coke. What kind of rum? I honestly it doesn't miss all, but I'll go Bacardi. I mean, I'm not a big rum snob, so Bacardi is probably the jewel brand. It's got like a no, barrel on it. No, I, I won't go any lower than like Bacardi okay. stuff. Okay. Yeah, I like whiskey. I like Irish whiskey specifically, whereas the Jack Daniels is American whiskey. And American whiskey, I'm not a big fan of. I like American bourbon, but not mm-hmm. American whiskey. And Jack Daniels is the thing like we would drink, like, oh, Jack and Coke. Jack and Coke. It's like a wedding whiskey drink. I'll drink. It's my wedding thing. Yeah. But anyway, we we're going all off the place. I hope people stuck around for our Stone Cold impressions because, especially if you <laughs> watch, they were they were the best. The Broken Skull sessions with the hands out. It's like, hey, that's what happens. What we did. That's what we did. You understand? <laughs> so another of my favorites is when he, you know, it's beer time. He pulls out two El Segundos, Stone Cold Steve Austin, Brewski, yeah. Steve Weisers, and. His guests, whether it's Sasha Banks or, or Undertaker or whatever, uh, they're like, oh, this is a good beer. Yeah, right. <laughs> like, man, you liar. <laughs> you liar. <laughs> you just have to say that. Well, what isn't a lie is our podcast buddies and how awesome they are and how you should check them out each and every week. Our friends Scott and Jeff of the Fully Posable Wrestling Figure Podcast this week, this Sunday, are going to be revealing the inductees into their f- wrestling figure fully posable Fig Life Hall of Fame. So check that out. Uh-oh. Is I, Jake going in? Is who? Jake the Snake. You're going to have to listen. Uh, I will say oh, I okay. did the Mattel. induction. I mean, not Mattel, the uh, Hasbro. Yeah, I did the induction for a figure into this year's <gasps> Hall of Fame. So be on the lookout for that. Follow them at Fully Posable and check out their show each and every week, the Fully Posable Wrestling Figure Podcast. Also, Check out our friends Joe and Quinn. They do a show each and every week. The Our Vantage Point Retro Wrestling Podcast. Follow them at OVP Podcast. They talk retro wrestling. They have segments. They have a Patreon. They're professional. They're legit. Follow them at OVP Podcast. Our friends over at the Doing the Favor Podcast. Eric and Barry put out two shows a week. They do a wrestling merch show. They do a sports show. Check them out at Doing the 
favor our friends over at the ringside podcast daniel spencer and friends do a show on impact wrestling on life of referee on all wrestling stuff it's great to listen to them as well if you wanted more localized independent interviews asking the show you could check out wrestling cheers with justin summers he hosts the show out there out in the ohio area where you can listen to some indie wrestling stuff and does some cool interviews as well and then the breaker and bane power hour put out a show every week they talk wrestling they talk interviews Check out Baker's side project, the You Know It's Fake Right wrestling interview show, which is pretty cool because it's a unique kind of concept about being a wrestling fan and talking to other wrestling fans about stuff that we've all heard, like You Know It's Fake Right, and about the business of professional wrestling. Check them out. All of our podcast buddies, always check them out, and always check out all of our friends on Twitter and follow us on Twitter at Podcast for all the fun interaction and all the awesome show stuff that comes up each and every week. I think that's going to be it for this week, unless you've got more Stone Cold impressions. <laughs> no, that's it. All right. Well, Eric, thanks for coming on. And then next week, you're going to be coming over here for Double or Nothing pay-per-view? I don't want to hear any crap. Yeah, I'll be there. But oh, i got to go to my fiance's family's dog's uh, oh, graduation. Oh, come on now. It's Sunday night, so I don't want to hear any of that. No, I'll be there. All right, awesome. Double or Nothing it's in the books. AEW pay-per-view. Good stuff. I'll bring the Little Caesars. Ah, uh, you're uninvited. <laughs> <laughs> I'll bring the El Segundo. <laughs> you 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 bring what you got to bring. We'll talk about that. We'll get we'll get the pizza situation taken care of. Pretty oh, we're not going to talk about this on the show. <laughs> yeah, we, maybe, maybe we will. Maybe we will. Yeah, if people want to know. We'll we'll live okay. tweet out the pizza situation for Double or Nothing for the AEW pay per view. Yeah, Eric, yeah, there we go. Thanks thanks for joining another awesome show. You got it. All right, thanks for listening, guys. We will see you next week.